Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. Welcome on into our Big 12 Week 6 Reaction Show. It's great to be here with you as we get it going on another show, and we're brought to you by MyBookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. And you know what? Our picks, we lost our pick this weekend. I'll get to that coming up, but we are still 14-5 and five against the spread this season in our Big 12 picks. So please do uh, join us there at mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, BIG12. You put in 100, you get 100 right out of the gates, no questions asked. So let's get to what was a quiet weekend in the Big 12 conference. West Virginia rolling Kansas 38 to 17. And this is a game I had the Mountaineers minus 22. And if you watch this game to the finish uh, and you had the Mountaineers with me, then you were pained just like I was when it was 38-10 West Virginia. You feel good about the cover. You're up 28 points. And then on a kickoff return, Puka Williams takes it, whatever it was, 90 yards to the house. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to get the cover. You know, because the Mountaineers were coming down on that final touchdown drive. They went for it on a fourth and short. If they had kicked the field goal, if they had kicked the field goal, West Virginia would have had the cover. Neil Brown wanted to go for it on a fourth and one. He went for it. They got the first down. They then scored a touchdown. And I'm like, all right, we got this. I feel good about a cover. And then Puka Williams takes back his first kick return of his career for a touchdown. You know, you can't make it up sometimes. That is a bad, bad beat. I don't know if um, if it made you know Scott Van Pelt's bad beats that he does each and every week. I have no idea if it did or if it will. But man, uh, yeah, Brian on uh, Facebook Live. We're on Facebook Live. Periscope will be on the podcast, of course. Yeah, I, I know the backups were in for West Virginia on that kickoff return, but it still is a painful loss, right? That's still a painful, painful cover because I was all on the Mountaineers. I wasn't feeling good about it all game long because of obvious reasons, especially that first half. But then... Then the second half, you turn it on a dime. You're up 28 points with two minutes left. You feel good about things because barring a Hail Mary or a kick return, it's game over. Unfortunately, Puka Williams got his kickoff return. So let's uh, talk about this game. Letty Brown may be the most underappreciated guy in the Big 12 outside of Morgantown. I know that Morgantown is in love with Letty Brown right now. The guy was a beast yesterday. 87-yard touchdown run. He had 18 carries, 195 yards. Uh, Through the air, he had five catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown as well. But the rest of the conference better get to know Letty Brown. Uh, This dude is a stud. And a couple of weeks ago, I put up a poll on our Twitter page, which is at Heartland underscore CS. Go follow us on Twitter. Um, And I said, who's the best running back in the Big 12? And I gave you uh, Chuba Hubbard. I gave you Brees Hall. I I threw in um, Letty Brown. And I'm trying to think who was the fourth person I had on there. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, I think, was the fourth one I had on there in that specific poll. And uh, I decided, and Brees Hall won going away. Now, I think Brees Hall right now is the best running back in the Big 12 for today. But I'll tell you what, Letty Brown is starting to make his case. I mean, this dude has been an absolute beast for the Mountaineers. And they're finally getting that running game going in this 38-17 win over KU yesterday that you saw. It's been happening all season. The running game's been solid. They had 226 rushing yards as a team yesterday for nearly six yards a carry. I think the, 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 the offense for the Mountaineers is starting to figure something out, too, with Bryce Ford-Wheaton. 
He had his best game yet, five catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Daigie looked more comfortable. I still have concerns about that passing game uh, for the Mountaineers, but I'll tell you what, too. Uh, Sam James, I mean, he can't find the bench quick enough, especially those two big drops in the first half for Sam James. Those were terrible. I know he had a, a touchdown grab in the second half, but anyone could have caught that pass. I could have caught that pass in the first half when he was needed. He did not catch the ball. I mean, he couldn't. It was just like he had brick hands. It was terrible watching him. Um, so I don't know. I, I know they like Sam James a lot, but, you know, watching him yesterday, start to finish, I was woefully underimpressed. And Bryce Ford Wheaton appears to be emerging as that guy. You know, TJ Simmons should be that guy, but Ford Wheaton is looking to be the guy that uh, Jared Dagey is going to be targeting a lot here as we approach the halfway mark in the Big 12. Now for KU, let's dive into the mountain, uh, the uh, Jayhawks here for a few minutes because they are just, uh, they are bad. This game and the box score and the final score doesn't do it justice in terms of how bad KU was and just how bad this team is right now. So in the first half, the game starts off, West Virginia uh, fumbles the ball, KU kicks a field goal. On the next drive, West Virginia had an interception. It was a post route that ended up in the hands of Andrew Parchment for a touchdown. It bounced off the West Virginia defensive back's hands into the hands of Parchment. He takes it in for like a 40-yard touchdown. KU's up 10-0. And then West Virginia had a couple of big drops that could have led to touchdowns. I mean, this game at halftime, it was a 17-10 game in favor of West Virginia. It could have easily been 24-3. Frankly, it should have been 24-3. And then the second half, the only time KU scores is um, is is on a kickoff return in garbage time to end the game. I mean, they were like three and out every time in that second half, especially. It was, I mean, yes, the West Virginia defense is very, very good. But here's what the second half looked like for, for the KU offense. Three and out, nine yards. Three and out, uh, minus four yards. Five plays, 10 yards. Three plays, minus 14 yards. Three plays, minus six yards. Six plays, 17 yards. And then zero plays, zero yards. That's the second half of the KU offense. I mean, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And yes, the defense is now number one in the country in total defense. The West Virginia Mountaineers. That's damn impressive. I know the the schedule has not been outstanding yet, but let's not take anything away from them. They've got three conference games under their belts, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and KU, and they have the number one total defense in America right now. The Stills brothers are absolute beasts. For KU, though, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Miles Kendrick, I was fine with that. Jalen Daniels wasn't really showing me much. I know he's a true freshman, but he was not showing me a whole lot. I don't mind going with Miles Kendrick. But this team, I mean, you feel bad for Puka Williams because here's a dude who's going to play on Sundays, and he had 11 carries for 21 yards, and it's not totally his fault. He's just got nothing around him. He doesn't have a quarterback. There's not a ton of talent at wide receiver either for this for this KU team. So, boy, it is just – it's not pretty right now. Not pretty right now for uh, for this Kansas Jayhawks team. I think they're going 0-10. And that doesn't mean they're not doing a rebuild the right way. They are doing a rebuild the right way. They are. He's Les Miles is finding high school guys, and he's building it from the ground up. He's not looking for JUCO plug-and-play guys that never really actually uh, 
help the program build sustainability and get to where they want to be. He's doing it the right way, but it is it is going to be tough. Any early predictions for K-State West Virginia? That game is in two weeks, so we're not going to get there just yet. That's on Halloween. K-State West Virginia, that game is in Morgantown. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a defensive slugfest. I would say take the under right now without knowing what the under might be. Uh, Pete, do you think the Stills brothers go to the NFL after this season? I believe that Darius has to. Darius is a senior, so he's going to be going to uh, to the NFL. Uh, Dante, I, I don't know if Dante's going to hang around. I, I, I do not know if Dante's going to hang around. Darius is the older brother. Um, and interestingly enough, Dante was the bigger prospect than Darius. Darius, the older brother, was was uh, not as big of a prospect, but he's turning out to be a heck of a guy on that defensive line for the Mountaineers. I guess anybody can come back, right, because of the NCAA rules. But I'll tell you what, I think that Darius is going to go to the NFL and, and Dante might not be far behind. If Dante stays, that would be a huge coup for Neil Brown going into uh, 2021. I'll tell you that right now. That would be awesome for Neil Brown. Throw in your questions and uh, comments on Periscope or Facebook Live. We're there right now. Uh, Tim, Kansas looks stupid for firing David Beatty. Less hasn't done more. Uh, that's a nice play on words. It's going to take someone 10 years to fix Kansas. Give them 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's going to. This is Bill Snyder at Kansas State 30 years ago is what this is. You're gonna need somebody that's gonna slowly do it over time, and yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know if David Beatty deserved to get fired, but I get it when you bring in the new athletic director, right? And he wants to make his mark on the program, and he's got a connection, of course, with Les Miles. Then that's an obvious place that those two guys are gonna go. It's just, it's, it's too obvious, and that's why it ended up happening that way with the Kansas Jayhawks. So it's, it's not shocking to me at all that that's the direction that they wanted to go, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime soon. Les Miles, not, no one's going to turn this thing around in the span of, you know, uh, three, four years. So Jeff Long, he better stick with Les Miles because Jeff Long is there to fix the football program. He's not there to do anything for basketball. That's fine. He's there to fix the football program. So he's very much tied to the success or lack thereof of Les Miles is what he is. So that's that was that game yesterday. That was the only Big 12 game yesterday. So let's just touch on a couple of other news and notes from uh, yesterday across college football. The SEC, all right? So Bama takes care of Georgia. But what, 65 points was scored in that game, right? Are we going to hear it all about how bad the SEC defenses are? Are we going to hear about how, geez, I guess Georgia giving up 40 to Alabama, they must be not that good on defense, huh? I mean, are we going to hear any of that? By the way, South Carolina beats Auburn. Are we going to hear how maybe Auburn's overrated? Or are we going to hear about how great South Carolina might be and how, wow, maybe we've been overlooking the Gamecocks? You know the answer. I know the answer. I just get so sick of the obsession that the media continues to have with the SEC because the Big 12 is playing some damn good defense right now. Look at West Virginia. Look at Oklahoma State. If you want to then go down the list, throw in Iowa State as well. Uh, you know, I don't know what Baylor is yet. They've only played a couple of games. But I would say those three right now, West Virginia, Iowa State, and, and uh, Oklahoma State, you look at those three defenses, and I'm not going to say that they're as good as any defense, 
right now anywhere across the Power Five, but I would put them in that conversation, and I think they deserve to be in that conversation based on what they've done now through a few games this year. And instead, you know, we're not going to get any love for them. No one's going to talk about how the Mountaineers are the number one total defense team in the country right now. That's not going to get any attention. Just like last night, Georgia-Alabama throw up almost 70 points, and it's like, whoa, these offenses have really come along. Well, they never did that for the Big 12, did they? Right? We never saw any of that happen for the Big 12 conference. What's that all about? Uh, Brian on the Facebook Live, Joey Galloway talking about uh, our conference makes me sick. Uh, Joey Galloway talking about anything related to football makes me sick. That guy is terrible as an analyst. He is absolutely pathetic. It's amazing that these guys get jobs simply because of the fact that they played the game so people think that they know something. Uh, That's what happens, right? I mean, as someone that works in the media um, and has for 10 years now, I do a a morning radio show in Kansas City. I've worked in New York at CBS Sports Radio and many other places, Sports Illustrated. They give these people jobs, these corporate execs do, because, well, that guy played the game. He might know something about something. And they're terrible. They're terrible analysts at what they do. Terrible analysts. Uh, And Joey Galloway is at the top of that list. He is at the top of that list. And by the way, Lee Corso, it's time for Lee Corso to go. I I like Lee Corso. He's a cute old guy. But it's time for Lee Corso to go on college game day. He doesn't make any sense anymore. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He gives you a couple of cliches. You know, I get it. It's a fun show, but Lee Corso has got to be done with college game day. And I don't I don't say that with any joy because I know he's a huge part of what that program and what that show has been for its eternity. I know it's not easy to do, but it's kind of like, you know, when a coach has run its course, take Bill Snyder a couple of years ago, the right thing to do for the show or the foot program or whatever it might be is to move on and to figure out how to make it move on as easily as possible. And that's what they've got to do. I mean, Lee is so lost in la-la land. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, What else do we have? (laughs) Holly on Facebook Live. Any truth to the rumor Kansas coach Bill Self had to cut his players' pay because of COVID? Uh, Where's my rim shot for you there, Holly? That's funny. What else? Uh, I predict Oklahoma State will get smashed in their next game. Too much time off, and they're uh, well. They've had two weeks off. Oklahoma State. They've had two weeks off. I, you know, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to get smashed. We don't know what's going on at the quarterback position. By the way, I'd like to see what's happening there uh, for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So no, I, the good thing about Oklahoma State, if you're a Cowboys fan, that you haven't really had is you've actually got a defense that can keep you in games. I know it's a novel concept for Cowboys fans, but you've got a defense that doesn't rely on the offense to score 40 points. Oklahoma State's going to be playing uh, Iowa State on Big Fox this weekend. That should be a primetime game. Our buddy Derek Duke tweeted about this. I mean, they screwed that up royally. They've got Michigan and Minnesota, I think, in primetime and a couple other games. Oklahoma State, Iowa State is going to be an awesome game. And the fact that it's 2.30 and not not a primetime game is pathetic. It's freaking pathetic. It just shows you the bias that is out there against this conference. I mean, that's going to be a whale of a game. That is going to be a whale of a game. Uh, Also on Facebook Live, I have TCU smashing OU next Sunday. Uh, Let's not get carried away here. I mean, TCU had a good win against Texas. 
But if Keontae Ingram doesn't fumble at the goal line, I, you know what is what is TCU looking at right now in the Big Twelve, right? They're looking at 0-3 in the Big 12. If Keontae Ingram, and I give TCU credit, that was a great win. A great win over Texas on the road. But if Keontae Ingram doesn't fumble at the goal line, TCU is 0-3. So I, I don't see how you're going to tell me that they're going to uh, smash OU next, uh, next week. And I'm a big TCU guy. I like the Horned Frogs a lot. I love Gary Patterson. He's a top two coach in the conference for me. But I don't see how you come to that conclusion. Yes, they've lost close games to Iowa State and K-State, but losing to K-State at home when they're using a true freshman backup quarterback getting the first start of his career, that's a bad loss, okay? And I like K-State too, but that's a bad loss for TCU last week. So it seems like OU and TCU always play pretty close games, but to say that TCU is going to smash OU this weekend, I I do not know how you're getting uh, to that one. I don't. Any other comments? Periscope, Facebook Live. Uh, you know, we only had the one Big 12 game this weekend, so that's why there's there's only so much to talk about. But a full slate next week, by the way. If you are a fan of this conference, you've got a full slate next week that is going to be awesome. Absolutely awesome. So I cannot wait to uh, to get to next week here in the Big 12. West Virginia, this is from Derek. West Virginia lacks discipline on the offensive side. I would agree with that, Derek. I would. Um, I would definitely agree with that that's the side of the ball right now that Neil Brown is probably more focused on than the other side for obvious reasons. And, and Jared Dagey, I thought he looked better yesterday. I thought he, you know, looked improved. Um, but there still is work to be done there. There's no doubt about it. There's work to be done. Talk about Letty Brown. I, I started off the show talking about Letty Brown. He, he was absolutely awesome yesterday. And he is the most underappreciated guy in the Big 12 Conference right now. So there's no doubt about that. All right. So we've got uh, a lot to get into here. We've got a couple more minutes left with you. Anything else? Yeah. Beast for Letty Brown. Brown. He is awesome. He's absolutely awesome. No doubt about it. So we are going to wrap it up. A short show. Don't forget, we're brought to you by MyBookie.com. That's MyBookie.com. And the promo code BIG12, BIG12, gets you a 100% sign-up bonus. Deposit now. You put in 100, you get 100, and you help Heartland College Sports keep growing. So please do check those guys out. Our picks are 14-5 and five against the spread this year. Should be 15-4. and four. Should be 15-4. and four. KU got a late cover on that kick return for a touchdown yesterday that still, still has me, uh, has me nagged. If you're on the podcast... Leave us a rating, review, subscribe. We've got Heartland College Sports koozies that we're sending out for free. Just leave us a rating, leave us a review, uh, subscribe, and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get a koozie in the mail for you guys. All right, so enjoy the um, NFL today. We've got podcast dropping middle of the week as always. Next weekend is a loaded weekend for the Big 12. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Take care.